Hello and welcome to this week's Sports Girls podcast. I'm Denise O'Flaherty. On this week's show, we look back on the All-Ireland Senior Camogie semi-finals and we have reaction from the All-Ireland Senior and Intermediate Football semi-finals. We also look ahead to the All-Ireland Junior Football final and I'm delighted to be joined by Sports Talk's Tom Brown. Tom, you made the trip to Parquequay on Saturday for the Camogie double header. We always knew that the first game was going to be tight. That was Cork against Kilkenny and Kilkenny won that game 2-10 to 1-11. And Dalton, excellent again. Yeah, and Dalton, excellent again. But uh, before the game, you would have said that the half forward line of Cork were going to be hard handled and that was the task of uh, Kilkenny to see if they could uh, decipher that kind of game plan of... Cork where they use their running half forward line you have Orla Cronin there that has been impeccable all year but in fairness to the Kilkenny girls Davina Tobin Grace Walsh um, maybe those girls that haven't been getting too much recognition this year they in the back line after the first say 10-15 minutes once they settled into the game in my eyes they dominated the first half after the fir- after going 1-3 down they should have had a number of scores from uh, stifling the puck out of Cork um, and then you had the leaders what you wanted to stand up in the big day is playing at centre forward and Dalton excellent just very clever on the ball uh, didn't rush her shots kept the scoreboard ticking over and I said I think in my commentary on the Twitter that going in at the first water break that Kilkenny were going to be mildly happy after the start that they've got because it could have been a very long evening for them or a day for them down in Parquequeve after conceding one three and they couldn't really get anything going now their inside back line and their inside full back line were under a lot of pressure in the early minutes and uh, once they kind of got themselves in a foothold into the game um, in my eyes Kilkenny were the better side now Paddy Murray did speak about the referee and uh, blown for overcarrying I thought the referee was just about average uh, and he had a point with a couple of the comments that he made but as I was saying in the previous weeks about Cork I just felt they were a little bit leggy in the quarter final and I thought it might come on from the, the game that they had in the quarter final and be a little more sharper turn of foot all of that kind of stuff but um I have to hand it to Kilkenny. They played to a nice game plan. Uh, they're very well structured, and uh, they will be. Uh, they will be, in my eyes, very hard beating the final. The start that Kilkenny did get was the fact that they hadn't played a competitive game in so long. Was that one of the factors? Yeah. Well, you're always going to say that. Like we were saying, obviously last week that we were a little bit under- undercooked. You you don't know until the day. Uh, and you yeah. don't know until five minutes into the game if, if something should have been doing something else. But like you got to re- understand that Cork were on their home patch, didn't have to travel too far. Kilkenny had a long bus, bus journey down. Uh, I wasn't that impressed with Kilkenny's warm-up, to be quite honest. It was very compact and it was very intense and compact. Um, but Cor- Galway, in their game, they had a slow start as well. So maybe it was a factor, but against Galway in the final Kilkenny cannot have a bad start they had a bad start last year and it was basically game over after 15 minutes Uh, but Kilkenny this year big psychological battle having beaten 
uh, Cork to get to the final they won't fear Galway as much as they would have feared playing Cork in the final and uh, they would have given themselves a lot of confidence by how they came back from uh, last week's game but I do think that in their in their team they have a few little holes to plug yet and uh, I'd imagine that there will be a couple of changes before the final You mentioned Galway and the All-Ireland champions Galway, they had a 111 to 8 point win over Tipperary in that second game Yeah, well this is a game that Galway were never really going to get any too much praise because they were going to be, they were always expected to be Tipperary mm. and I know Tipperary have been improving uh, over the last number of years but had they improved enough to be able to dethrone the all reign and all Ireland champions um, and the answer was no they just Galway were just very professional very clinical in what they were trying to do and they were never really truly in too much um bother apart from the couple of times in the first half where they were knifed open by uh, the Tipperary good play great great play from Tipperary but then the cleverness of the couple of the Galway backs to give away cynical foul and a profession foul as we call it and uh, not give up the goal which was the number one target not giving up a goal against them and even in the second half then when um, they were due to go for a goal for that, from that second penalty um, they put it over the bar so just all round I just felt Galway were maybe uh, have another gear to go up but I did think that of Cork in the quarterfinal and they didn't seem to go up that gear uh, with this weather and with the kind of climate that we're playing in uh, it may be hard to go up but I would imagine a much improved and a much actually different uh, Galway team in the final a couple of positional switches there I suspect is going to be uh, in in Seoul for the final so it's going to be very very interesting and we have reaction from those games on Sports Talk's Twitter page there you can listen to the views of Kilkenny manager Brian Dowling and Anne Dalton Cork's manager Paddy Murray as well as Galway manager Cahill Murray and Sarah Dervin and Tipperary manager Bill Mullaney this weekend's fixtures on Saturday the All-Ireland Premier Junior Final at 1.45pm Cavan to on Armagh and at 3.45pm it's Antrim versus Down in the All-Ireland Intermediate Final and both those games are in King's Pan Breffney Park. So moving on to football and the results from the weekend the All-Ireland Senior Football Semi-Final Armagh 3-8, Dublin 3-13 and after that game I spoke to Dublin's Siobhan McGrath and Armagh's Caroline O'Hanlon. Siobhan a hard-fought semi-final through to another All-Ireland Final that was the aim for Dublin. Yeah like absolutely thank God we got over over the line there and um, what a tough physical game it was um, and to be fair I think well I don't know I felt like it was a good game to watch um, for spectators but um, yeah like we knew Mar like super football and team they really like to play football and they're tough as well so um, yeah we're, we're really delighted just to get over the line there now and I'm very happy. You made a great start to the game you were seven points up at one stage and then Armagh you knew that with Amy Mack it doesn't matter who's on her she's just a fantastic footballer. Ah uh, yeah she is but like to be fair there's a lot of them out there 
as well and like feed in very good ball into her um, but yeah she is she's an absolute class act and then when they pushed us in and I took us in on our kick outs sure you know we just have to we had to come up with a way to get over that but um, yeah like I said they're just a really good football team we're just so happy now yeah. You were dealt to blow as well Sinead Ahern had to go off injured um, Yeah big blow Sinead's a massive player for us um, not even just her football team but her leadership skills um, but look we have a very strong panel so you know we have people that can come in no matter who is injured or who needs to go off we have very good finishers to come in and do the job Look at Nicole today she got her chance and got on the score sheet she actually started it all for you Yeah um, absolutely delighted to have her back she's had um, she's had a tough year with injuries in cruise and then another like little nick after that as well so um, to see her come back and strong and to be as fit as she is have the discipline that she has is just brilliant and del- absolutely delighted for her We're in winter the pitch looks in great condition. How was it to play out there? Uh, it's in absolutely brilliant, Nick. To be fair to Breffney Park, they've done a great job. Um, yeah, no, it, did, it didn't even feel heavy on the legs there. It was really good, really good pitch, yeah. You can sit back, relax and watch the other semi-final next weekend. <laughs> well, I don't think we're going to be any sitting back and relaxing. We've got work to do. Um, but yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see who we get. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, yeah, it's foot to the ground now. we got to, we got to improve for the next day. The thing about it is, when you're All-Ireland champions, everyone will raise their game and everyone will want to come at you um well yeah i suppose there there is that but um i think every year the standard in ladies football is getting better and getting higher and then the effort and the i suppose with the funding there's a lot more that can be done behind the scenes so um yeah every year every game every team has to up their standards and we have to like up them even more so yeah you mentioned that because when you think of when our championship is now and how great the games are in both men's and ladies and camogie and hurling um, yeah, no, to be fair, and it's great for people to actually be able to watch something throughout these times. But, um, yeah, no, the standard of football, it just shows what the work has been done um, and how hard people are working, both players and managing behind the scenes. I suppose yourself, you were glad to be back. I am absolutely delighted, yeah. No, um, I really, really love playing with this, this group of girls. So, um, yeah, no, just couldn't be happier. You always have a smile on your face. Are you always like this? <laughs> Ask some of the management team and they say no. Um, they worry when I am smiling. But... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, one of those, is it? She's smiling, she's up to something. Yeah. Oh. No, um, for sure, like, why, why wouldn't you be smiling for an All-Ireland final? That's it, and uh, you've something to look forward to, you know. Maybe Santi might come early to you. Well, let's hope so. Caroline, so near and yet so far, we're going to mention that Sinbin, they scored 1-4. Armagh had a penalty in the first half. That went unpunished. Mm-hmm. You know, we need a bit of consistency. Yeah, look, it's a difficult time to talk about it, but yeah, I felt we were very hard done by. I, I don't understand. It wasn't a malicious tackle. It wasn't, you know, she went for the ball and, I f- you know, she's out, she's out there crying her eyes out. And, you know, she had a brilliant game. And as I say, I, I, I struggled to see what it was for. And as you say, a penalty is punishment enough. And, you know, it should at least be a level playing field. And I felt that that was the case on a couple of occasions. But at the end of the day, we had opportunities. I don't, f- you know, we'll not, co- you know, cause that or have that as the, the root cause of our, our defeat but um, it did play a part it swung momentum to them but we had plenty of opportunities um, too many mistakes um, they played with a higher intensity at periods and punished us when we made mistakes when they made mistakes we weren't as, as clinical and that's bottom line they showed why they are all Ireland champions yeah absolutely there's no shame in losing to a side of that quality um, but look you know our young players will, will, will learn and they'll come back and they're there's brilliant talent coming through Armagh so um, it's just important that um, the county continues to build 
Dublin, they made a fantastic start. You were down by seven points at one stage and you clawed yourselves back. You did mention your chances. There was a period there when you were dominating possession, but not creating anything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we we probably weren't cutthroat enough at that stage, and half time probably came a bit early for us when we had momentum. Um, and then you know, second the second half, we 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 played with we worked hard, but we just as I said we weren't um, cutting through them as well, and um, weren't clinical enough. So you know, look, it is what it is. They're they're all Ireland champions. They know how to manage the game, and um, that was that was the difference. I think as well the penalty it really knocked you and then the sin bin it wasn't yeah. just down to 14 players I think it was the fact it was just that whole decision yeah. that you were just knocked for a few minutes yeah yeah absolutely We, but you know we have enough experience players we probably should have adapted but as you said it was a bit of a sucker punch yeah you mentioned about the talent and you've got fantastic players you know you've been around for a while we'll say you're, exper- you're experienced <laughs> you must be delighted with the talent that you have now there at the moment yeah absolutely and you know this is the first year that we've probably had depth um, you know on the bench and there's there's loads of really good talent coming through that you probably didn't even see tonight you know the likes of Dervla Coleman Alex Clark Neve Real came on yeah. like they're players that are racking up big scores with their clubs and you know those are the players of the future um, and you know they'll learn from this experience they're not coming away in awe of Dublin they're coming away saying missed opportunity so um, it's important that those players push on and take confidence from this. I know we're in the middle of winter. I saw you last year against Cav and you were so good and then Calvin got back into the game. But what exactly has changed in the last year? Because you were at standing against Tyrone, against Mio and even today against Dublin. You know, you showed what you have there. Yeah. We had a lot of players back. You know, obviously Amy's back in. Yeah, yeah. Neve Coleman hasn't been around in a while. Um, you know, we had we had 30 players. Um, we we haven't had that depth in that panel um, for a couple of years and that's what you need. Like, um, um, so you know the fact that COVID happened probably was a wee bit to our advantage in so much as you know a lot those players of who were away. Counties have said that a lot yeah. of club, and I think for a lot of people it made you realise how much you missed the game. Yeah, yeah, and you had players available. There was it wasn't people going away travelling. You know there wasn't that opportunity. So for want of um, something better to do, people were there. <laughs> exactly. How are you finding it apart from you know the the mask and that has has things changed that much for you? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, Apart from playing football in winter yeah, for Christmas. Um, okay, no, it's I suppose the fact that uh, like we've been allowed to train, we've had that element of normality, and that's you know we're lucky compared to, to everyone else yeah. whose social outlet has been cut off, and you know we've had that you know opportunity to come meet up with our mates and train, and you know it's, we're very privileged. So you know while it's a tough night, you know that's what we chatted about. You know this we're the lucky ones that are out here tonight and playing football and so we we have to reflect on that you know three or four months ago we wouldn't have seen ourselves here so um look it is what it is and that's exactly it and as you said though amy mack and you know fantastic player to have back you look at ulster now you know for so long you hang kind of had donegal and you were challenging them there but just not getting there whereas now do you feel that you are right now that you can win an Ulster title again. Well, to be honest, like I've always felt we we are capable, but you know, every year it feels like there's two or three players, or you know, cr- crucial people who are away or not not committing or injured or whatever. And you know, this is probably the strongest panel that we've had in a few years. And um, I suppose it's 
building on that and hoping that people commit to it yeah. um, and you know actually work hard you knew, you knew that they had two three options whereas we are still learning because it's essentially a new team even compared to last year you know player for player you mentioned the options yeah. when they were going for scores they had support play yeah. they were running with yeah. each other you know it's just different yeah. things but if you can learn yeah. from today you know there's no point in saying you know it was a hard done by you know we done so well unless you learn from yeah, today yeah no absolutely you know we're not coming away thinking um you know that this is a great achievement yeah. we're it's a missed opportunity at the end of the day and um yeah like arma just has to push on and build build on it now cork and galway next weekend will we have new all-ireland champions or do you think dublin will do it again so it all depends yeah. on the weather conditions yeah. and everything yeah, like I mean, it's been it's been tight. Like um, you know, even Dublin in their group stages. So you know, I, I think any team on their day, you know, it's a level playing field. I suppose in terms of the preparation that all those teams have had, um, you know, they haven't had the run in of of a good league campaign. So I think it's it's very open, and every team will fancy their chances. And the All Ireland Intermediate Semi-Finals, Clare four points, Mead four thirteen, and I got the views of Mead captain Myra O'Shaughnessy on a great win for the Royals. A fantastic win over Clare. You were really ruthless and clinical in that game. I suppose it's something that we we kind of worked really hard on. Um, it, you know, we, we kind of wanted to bring a big performance and we kind of hadn't bought one um, yet this year. So um, it was something that we, we worked really hard on um, in training. Um, so we kind of, look, I think luck kind of went our way a bit as well. Everything just seemed to, to go right for us. Um, but yeah, it was it was a well um, well prepared for going in. Um, management had everything uh, well prepared for us, and, and the girls worked really hard in the weeks leading up to it. So um, we felt very prepared going into it. It's an unusual championship. The fact that you've only played three games and you're into an All Ireland final. I kind of like the structure this mm. year a little bit, though. Um, you know, um, coming out of your of your group and getting to the, I suppose, having been in the the championship the last three years, um, you know, we kind of, I feel like we kind of only really um, properly come to form to the the latter part of the championship. So, um, look, with all things considered, we're just delighted to be able to to play the championship first of all, um, and. Um, even though it, it is a short one, um, it's a, it's a very, it makes it a, a more competitive one, um, knowing that you have to win each game to, to progress. It shows you, though, what Mead have. Like, this is your third All-Ireland final in a row, and fingers crossed it will be third time lucky. Yeah, that's kind of the, the general kind of feeling going around. Um, amongst kind of people looking in but I suppose for the, for the team um, you know e- each year it, it's been a different team you know players have left different players have come in um, you know and, and you're, you're facing a different a different finalist every year and each team is, is very different and, and brings its own its own challenges so yeah look I suppose we're, we're kind of just more delighted to, to be back there um, I'm not sure if the third time lucky tag um, is, is a thing really you know I was only um, speaking to the girls after the game the other day and you know we were talking about how Kilkenny Camogie team last year it was their third Ireland and they didn't get over the line and mm. um, the Dublin ladies a couple of years back it took yeah. them more than three years to, to get over the line so you know um, we'd be foolish to, to 
fall into the the mindset that you know we're just because we're back for the third time we'd be entitled to it that's absolutely not the case so um yeah it's it's it feels like a every year just feels like a first time over it doesn't feel like you're kind of back in the same All-Ireland so um, yeah there's definitely a, a, new, a new mindset heading into this one. Looking at your squad though this year do you feel that it's probably the strongest you've had in a while? It definitely is, is the strongest um, it's been in a while um, we, we've been quite fortunate um, with with injuries apart from, from one girl Orla Duff who, who did her cruciate um, you know she, she couldn't she was our, our full back last year she's not featuring this year but I think apart from that we've been we've been quite lucky there's been girls that picked up niggles along the way but um, you know last Saturday we had the, the pick of of the team and um, yeah look the, I think from looking out there there was no no weaknesses in the team and the girls that came on um, were just they're equally as as, um, as influential um, as the starting 15 on the pitch and you know that that's massive um, for a team to have that kind of strength coming off the bench so yeah I do think it's it's a very very strong team this year when the championship draws were made and we knew about the new structure, I think the majority of people did think that it would be Westmead and Mead, just the way things were going in the final. It's going to be interesting to see. And, you know, um, it's one of those games that it's, it's going to be so hard to predict, and especially with this weather. And, you know, you're playing at a different time of the year. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it'll be a, a very hard one for the for the pundits to predict, um, mainly because as well we haven't played each other. I say within, I say the last time maybe a Mead and Westmead team played each other in a competitive game was probably maybe back in 2015, 2014. So the players that are there now um, on our team probably would have never played against the Westmead players. So it'll be very hard to to judge the two teams off each other when they haven't mm. actually played competitively against each other um, and then yeah as well look that you could notice say uh, between our game you know the conditions weren't that bad it was a nice dry day um, whereas with the Westmead game there was a lot of fog yeah. and it was a very kind of dewy day and that seemed to affect the, the game balls were kind of spilling and and that so yeah look it's, winter football is a, is a different game but um, look I suppose with conditions you just have to remember it's for both teams on the day so both teams will just have to have to adapt to it You did mention that yeah the last time that, that yourselves and Westmead played you played in the Leinster Senior a couple of years ago and then obviously the group stages of the Senior Championship doesn't show you how competitive you know, senior, intermediate, and even junior is that in a couple of years anything can happen. Absolutely, yeah, and I think especially with intermediate, you know, I think um, a lot of people kind of underestimate the yeah. the competitiveness in that grade and and the high quality of standard of football. Um, you know, you always have a senior team coming down, um, and you have then the rest of the pick trying to trying to to rise up to that standard as well so you know it is it's it's not a bigger jump down as people think so look we've been there since um, 2000 
and 17 um, and we still haven't managed to get out of it so you know it is an extremely competitive grade um, yeah it, it's a good like I suppose it, it's great for, for Leinster football and that there's two Leinster teams in the yes. in the final which means one will, will definitely go up to senior uh, which means there'll be a senior championship next year um, up at Dublin so um, it, it's, it's great for Leinster football that there's two teams in the All-Ireland It just shows you how strong football in general is in Leinster when you have you've Dublin obviously uh, the All Ireland Champions there in the senior final. There's two Leinster teams in the intermediate, and then obviously Wicklow are in the junior final. Yeah, there's a great great turnout from from Leinster, um, and yeah, it is it is very competitive, and hopefully, you know, the teams will, will keep pushing on and coming up through the grades, and who knows, in in a couple of years there might be a competitive um, senior championship, and that that would be great. Westmeath last were in a final 2011. It's so long ago, and you had the last two years that you were in it, records were broken with crowds, and now obviously you'll be running out into a completely different Crow Park in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it'll be strange, all right. Um, look, I suppose apart from All Ireland Final Day, you know, we're not too used to having mm. big crowds there. Um, but I can't, I can't picture a, an empty crow park. Um, it just seems a bit surreal. But um, yeah, look, I mean, it's it would be great if there was some element of of spectators allowed, even yeah. even if we were allowed to bring our parents, um, you know. But the way it's looking, that's not going to going to happen. But yeah, it will it will be strange. But at, at the end of the day, you know. It's just a game of football, and once that ball is thrown up, it doesn't matter who's around you or who's watching. Um, your your mind is totally focused on that. So, um, but it, w- it will be it will be an unusual occasion. Yeah, because I was going to say that to you. Your mind obviously is focused on the game, and, and you try to zone in on the game. But I'm sure, like you do here, the crowd uh, it does kind of you know, and even walking out onto the field before the game, and you hear the roar, you know, as a supporter and even as a reporter, that's the bit I love when I'm in Crow Park is when you hear unfurn whatever it is. Like I'm from Longford, so it's unfurn Longford, and just your your team running onto the field and hearing that. Yeah, it's it's a very. Um it's a very unusual feeling. Mm. Um, something that you're, you're, we're not used to. We don't have that, those kind of numbers at, at any of our games apart from the All Ireland final. So, you know, it's a real, mm. it's a real adrenaline rush. Um, and yeah, look, it, it's all part and parcel of All Ireland final day. And, you know, that's, that's why you want to be there. You want to be there playing in the, the best stadium in Ireland, you know, in front of, um, you know, all, all, everyone there from your county supporting you and, um, yeah, it, it will be, it will be strange mm. this, this December, but, um, it's, it's a strange year and it's, it's one of many things that have been very different this year. As you said, it, it's a strange year and you'll be playing football just a few days before Christmas. But for a lot of footballers, I think just to be playing football is is the key. Yeah, absolutely. We, I can't tell you how fortunate we feel to to be able to still play the game that we love and you know meet up with our, our friends in a in a safe setting um, and yeah play the play the game that we love. You know we it was at the start of the year it was a big goal of ours to to progress in the championship and then when when COVID um, 
came to the fore, you know, we weren't, we, we started to think that that might not happen this year. Um, so we just feel very fortunate that we're being given the chance to, to see out this, um, see out the championship. And, um, yeah, it's, there's a bit of a, a an excitement about playing football mm. around Christmas time, you know, it's completely alien to us. Um, you know, that's, everyone's on off season then and, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it, we don't care what time of year it is. It's, it's nice to be playing football and still, um, getting a chance to, to compete the, the championship and, and achieve our goal if we can. The streaming ha- has been great, you know, because TG Carter obviously have always done a great job with showing ladies football but also having the stream in there is that you're able to watch the match and, and supporters are able to tune in and see that the game and it's great to see that that ladies football is being talked about and about the quality Absolutely yeah um, you know I think we've been preaching it all along that yeah. you know it's the game has improved and you know that it's it's a it's a fantastic game to watch and there's such skillful players ladies footballers um all around the country um so you know the live streaming has been has been great you know you, you could see i saw yesterday when i was watching the westmead and roscommon game there was i think nearly 2000 yeah. like at one stage 3000 maybe and there's no way you'd get that at the match, game, yes. so those people would actually attend that game um so it's just great that it's it's out there and you know people are tuning into it and you you know, I, I received um, a lot of texts after our semi-final win um, from people who, who were watching it um, and possibly people who mightn't have tuned in previously in the past. Um, so, yeah, it's the fact that it's out there and it's accessible to people, um, people are really, you know, impressed by the 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 level of, of skill and athleticism that ladies football has to show. And um, it's great that it's finally, you know, getting put out there and the, the live stream is brilliant and um, it gives something um, for people to, to look forward to on the weekends and um, so yeah it's been it's been very good and in the other semi-final Roscommon 13 points Westmead 2-9 and I spoke with Westmead captain Fiona Claffey congratulations on the win it was a tight one you are playing your near labours as well and the thing about it is semi-finals are always so tough to win and like in fairness you know Roscommon are a very very good team they're a very well rounded team I thought um, in particular you know their full forward line and their their captain at number 10 you know they were very very threatening every time they got the ball uh, on the other side of that they were really really good at blocking um, our forward line so they packed the defence so it was it was a really tough game you know and you know luckily enough we got couple of lucky breaks the goals and you know that was probably the difference in the end the two first half goals in the end were so crucial for you yeah they really were and you know in fairness you know it was a, a tough start to Roscommon and they came straight back into the game with three points unanswered and you know and then again you know in the second half they came back to it and you know we were really under pressure you know right right up to the very final whistle you know um we kind of were playing with a bit of possession and they still managed to turn us over and put the pressure on so you know they, they really really fought a good battle you know they're very very good team and very very well they play very well together so uh, it was a tough, tough game and as you said yeah because near the end the game could have went anyway yeah exactly I mean two points is a dangerous lead and, yep. you know they were they were really threatening up front 
um, and you know it was unfortunate for them just whatever you know they just couldn't get the, the points towards the end but um, yeah no really really good side so tough game The thing about it is I suppose from the start of the year your aim was uh, well the start of uh, the Covid year uh, when you went back obviously and you knew the championship was going to take place was to get into an All-Ireland final Yeah I mean it, it's um, it was a very very condensed season and you know three games is what it takes for a team to get to the All-Ireland final which is very unusual um, so yeah of course we would have targeted that but at the same time we never looked past each game we were playing you know so we knew our first game against Longford that's what we were focused on for the first few weeks and then the loud game after that and then of course Roscommon today so you know we never we never lost focus on what we were doing um, but now you know it's great to be in the position where we're playing um, the All-Ireland final on 20 December Yeah 2011 was the last time you were in the final you won it by beating Cavan in a replay as well Yeah it's um, you know there's a few, a few of us left mm. from um, from that, uh, that team still going but um, yeah it was uh, and I mean it was like such an amazing occasion like you know I'll never forget the buzz you know and we were so lucky that we got to play two two games at Crow Park and come out the good end of it um, you know it's obviously going to be a lot lot different now this year but at the same time you know it's it's December 20th in Crow Park it's it's going to be a great occasion um, but you know we'll stay focused on the game too and you know try try embrace the occasion while we're at it When you think of it over the years winning that intermediate then finally for Westmead gaining promotion from Division 2 to Division 1 you kept that and what I noticed about you is I think playing at that higher level I know you are relegated and the disappointment of relegation this year but playing at that higher level you know playing against top top teams does help yeah of course it does um, you know we, we obviously were senior from 2012 onwards but it took us a couple of years to get up to Division yeah. 1 and you know we knew we really wanted to be up in Division 1 and you know we've managed to stay up the last couple of years and you know personally I absolutely love being able to play Division 1 play against the top teams um, and you know I think you know we took some heavy beats but we also kind of put it up to teams a lot as well so it was actually it was very very disappointing last year when we got relegated um, you know it's something I suppose we hadn't thought about at the start of the year that could happen and you know it was it was so disappointing when it did happen but at the same time um, you know we've, we've a lot of young girls coming up and um, it's very hard to step straight onto the team and play senior uh, division one so you know we've had a few games now and it's kind of just good to get into winning swing of things um, you know we have to battle today to get the win and that's a good thing as well that will stand to us but uh, you know looking forward to the final now yeah as you said obviously the disappointment of playing intermediate but something like that for the girls you know to, to instead of throwing them in at the deep end to play that little bit of inter- intermediate football because the intermediate championship is very competitive and it's very tough yeah I mean we, we were there for so many years ourselves yeah. and then especially I found it we found it very tricky to get out of Division 2 as well you know those divisions are always so competitive and you know there's always kind of a good core group team battling for it you know and of course now you know me they're in the final and they've lost the last two finals in a row so they're going to have to have gained so much experience for those two games and they're going to be really hungry and you, you could really see that yesterday you know when they played Clare they were 
they were really hungry and you can tell you know how well put together they are so it's going to be a really tough game You've got Sean Finnegan in charge of you there this is his second year a lot of people in the area the Westmead Roscommon Longford that area would obviously know his brother more than they would know Sean uh, Joe Finnegan the presenter but Sean seems to have changed things around with you just the, your, your style of football and everything how are you finding Sean and then obviously he's Tommy Carrion with him as well yeah, I mean, even from last year to this year, we've had to change our style of football because, say, last year playing senior, you know, we might yeah. have been a bit more defensive, um, you know, trying to, you know, keep in the game, whereas, you know, we're trying to adapt again this year to be more attack-oriented. Um, but, no, it's it's a, it's a great team. It's not just Sean, you know, there's a big team behind them and, you know, Tommy does the training and, you know, Carl Finch likes. So we've, we've a good team and it's, um, you know, there's, there's good good comp- you know competition for places as well so it's um you know as i, I mentioned before um there there's been a lot of you know the, the challenge games got uh, called off so we you know we've had played a lot of in-house games and it's really really competitive so um you know it's, it's going well and we're enjoying the training you mentioned a team and it's the same as a football you know, it's not just the 15, it's the subs as well. And that's what I've noticed about Westmead, that, you know, the changes, the players there, they're chomping at the bit. They're dying to come on and uh, to make a name for themselves. There'd be a few girls very disappointed to see that they weren't brought on. You know, as I said, there's, there's a lot of girls in contention. And even if you look at our team um, that played, say, in the league this year versus the team that started today, you know, some girls got injured during club championship and then at the other side of it, you know, we've got players that returned from abroad, you know, we've a couple back from Australia, Abu Dhabi. Um, so, you know, there's a good panel, you know, of, you know, 30 to 34 players and, you know, training's really good with the big numbers and, um, you know, as I said, anyone who did come on today slotted in quite well. So um, we were lucky in that sense. And you're probably stronger this year, actually, compared to last year. And what I've noticed as well for a lot of inter-county teams and club teams, and talking to Caroline O'Hanlon yesterday evening, a lot of players with, with COVID and that, when the chance was to go back playing football, a lot of players said, you know what, I'm going to go back. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's exactly what happened to us. And we got a we got a good few players. And then on top of that, you know, there was a lot of um, players who stood out during club championship and got called up into the county finals. So, uh, you know, it's, it's great to see, you know, the hunger there and, you know, people want to play for the county. And, you know, it'd be great if we could go and win the All-Ireland on the 20th and, and make it work well. You mentioned before that you're playing Meath. You both are quite attacking and you have forwards that can attack. You have also defenders who can defend I think you know you're you're both quite similar as teams and it's going to be an intriguing battle yeah it is you know you know me are you know as I said they've been they have a good group of them together for the last couple of years and you know we would have played them in challenges over the last number of years and it's always a big battle you know they're a very very strong well-oiled team and you know I suppose um, their forwards and backs are all very strong they're sharp so it's, it's going to be an interesting game alright and it's good for football I think in Leinster as well no matter what happens there will be two senior teams Leicester in, in the Leinster Championship because when you look at it junior intermediate and now senior you're going to have that you know the battles there yeah of course um, you know it was it was a strange one that you know Dublin were going to be the only team in Leinster now as it transpired there was no Leinster Championship for intermediate at all this year 
so um, yeah it's it's great to see two Leinster teams in the final and you know I think it's about you know likes of ourselves and me kind of rebuilding and you know trying to get up and to compete with Dublin and you know make the Leinster Championship good again at senior level Crow Park running out before Christmas it's going to be weird but I suppose that same feeling you know that that buzz I know I get it anytime I go to Crow Park for work or to support there's just something about walking into that stadium I know we'll have no one there but still just to run onto the the hollow turf yeah it's it's definitely a strange one but uh, the more I thought about it you know um, whether there's a crowd there or there's no crowd there it's Crow Park and you know as I said it's going to be kind of a strange one you know 20 mm. December you know in the depths of winter but like that's that's an occasion in itself and it's probably quite unique in history and so look, we're we're looking forward to it, um, but at the same time, you know, we're going to be focused on our game, and um, you know, we'll be we'll be going to, to fight, you know, a tough battle against me, but we'll of course enjoy the occasion too. On Sunday, the All Ireland Senior Football Semi Final at one thirty p.m. in Parnell Park, Cork, take on Galway. On Saturday, it's the All Ireland Junior Football Final, Vermana against Wicklow at four p.m. in Parnell Park. Wicklow were relegated from the Intermediate Championship last year, and last won the junior back in two thousand and eleven while Fermanagh were beaten by Loud in the final last year and won the junior back in 2017. Tom, you saw Wicklow in their semi-final against Antrim. They were ruthless in that game. Yeah, a very a good Antrim team and they had to be kind of ruthless. They were, they were a little bit wasteful in the first half, but the inside forward line were brilliant and their wing forward positions were brilliant as well. And Laura Hogan at centre forward, she was very good also. So while the inside forward line did get a lot of the kudos for obviously finishing off the good play from out the field, the problem with Wicklow in my eyes is that they played too well in the semi-final. The market them set up well, playing lovely football, lovely entertaining football to look at from a, a neutral. It was just excellent the way, and you could understand what he was trying to do. And when they were without the ball how to transition back into protect the the H as we call it but protect the goals and not concede goals and that it is going to be a tight game I will always have a little bit of a fancy for Wicklow because uh, of seeing them but I would imagine that they were going to have a struggle within the first 5-10 minutes to get up to the heights that they did against Antrim in the semi-final and that might be where Fermanagh can kind of make hay if Fermanagh come out and kind of attack them and play the ball instead of playing defensive football which they did do in the group game Yeah because Fermanagh their first half against Limerick in the semi-final set them on their way a Wicklow's full forward line against Antrim scored 6-8 Fermanagh's backs will need to be so tight they have an excellent keeper in Sean Murphy she was outstanding player of the match in that Limerick game but the backs have to protect her. Like Gantram in the Wicklow game were very good at getting goals as well. So when you play that kind of expansive football and attacking wing back, centre-back is attacking as well, you do leave yourself a little bit open. In Parnell Park on Saturday, it's going to be a nice expansive game, I feel. If you want to play defensive football, that's fair enough, but I don't think you're going to be able to win in All-Ireland playing defensive football like that for the whole, especially against uh, Wicklow, who are well set up, well structured, and they've got numerous players that can uh, pop a pint over the bar. Yeah, Fermanagh had the likes of Emer Smith, who Wicklow have to watch carefully, Roshan O'Reilly, Captain uh, Courtney Morley, and Joanne Doonan. For you, the Wicklow players to watch out for? Obviously the inside forward line are, but it, it's more the kind of gameplay that they have to watch out for. If you can, It's a very hard game. If you move the ball fast, quick, and everybody's on the same page, nobody taking a hopper or solo, uh, look up, one-touch football, 
the whole way up the field and everybody's on the same page and it's clinical, it's clean passing. Um, it, there will be hard stop. But you have the likes of Aoife Gorman in midfield there that is a very good runner of the ball. Uh, Jackie Kinch is just a, a, a workhorse in the middle of the field there, but she's good at going forward, getting a score. But what I liked about her in the semi-final was the very minute there was any danger of an attack from Antrim, she galloped down the field to the, the opposite, say, edge of the D to stop a kind of um, a goal going in. So they have fast players in the inside forward line, Clodagh Fox, uh, Maeve Deeney, uh, Marie Keeley. But I'd keep an eye out for Sarah Miley, who's been, who was kind of went under the radar there in the semi-final and just notched up a couple of scores. Uh, and then the half-back line was very impressive in the semi-final against uh, Antrim, especially in the first half when they're under a little bit of pressure. Like the Antrum forward line, anytime they did get the ball up the field, they weren't that wasteful with it and they did get uh, some lovely scores and lovely goals when they were maybe, what, 10 plus points down. But um, the half-back line... I think Sarah Hogan is a very good player there, centre-back. Um, Laura Hogan at centre-forward is very good. And then you have the inside forward line backed up by a good midfield. And then Sarah Jane Winders at full-back, who is an attacking full-back and runs at pace and at speed and is similar to uh, Lorraine Duncan, who plays for Westmead, um, who's kind of always in the right position at the right time and is strong and is very good on the ball. The last time Fermanagh won the junior was 2017. Now we said that was a replay and they beat Derry in Clonus. They've never actually won in Crow Park. So having the game outside Croker and in Parnell Park, could that help Fermanagh? Yeah, it will help. And having the experience of playing a couple of All-Irons over the last couple of years will help as well. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I would have fancied Loud last year to beat them in this, in this final, which they did. But I just think this year it's a little bit more even. Um, I Ironically enough, in all my talking about Wicklow, I kind of had my eye on Fermanagh in that group, even after the beaten, being beaten in the first game, that they would be a threat still in it. They're good enough to be in the final. Um, it's just all on the day. If they can like get that kind of hoodoo of finals out of their head and play their own football and play with a little bit of confidence, a little bit of a foot forward and kind of chest out and kind of not fearing the occasion, but more so going out there and getting their taking their chance of winning All-Ireland. So, I think from the way you were talking, you're going to tip Wicklow for this one, are you? I'm actually on the fence a small bit because um, I just feel that Wicklow are a very, very good side. I think they're a good enough side to be playing intermediate football. Um, it's just, can they reach the heights of the semi-final? On paper, I think they will, and I think uh, they'll be have an impressive display. I still think that they are ran by a very good manager. I must say that I was very impressed with him the last day, just his mannerism on the line and the way he structured these players. And even after the game, uh, they were getting pizza straight away after the game. Just, just those little things, I think, showed that he's a good manager in his first year and showed that he has more ambitions than just playing junior football with um, Wicklow I think uh, 
I think Wicklow will win it. Uh, it might be tight, but it will be a good game and it'll be a good, expansive game. Well, I hope you enjoy it and we'll have a reaction from all the games next week on our podcast. So thank you very much, Tom, and enjoy the weekend's games. Keep an eye on our social media pages for all the news from Camogie and Ladies Football. So until next week, stay safe and slong a fold.